This is the Tom Bigby Tales podcast. I'm Shannon Evans, and I write about a small town named Columbus in Northeast Mississippi. In today's episode, Columbus, the place where double-deckers go to die. We're going to talk about the little red buses that are hop-on, hop-off tourist buses that seem to never run. In 2009, the CVB purchased a Scottish-made double-decker bus to be used for pilgrimage. Apparently, DeWitt Hicks, a CVB board member, rode on one in Oxford, Mississippi. The CVB then-director, Sissimanakis, made inquiries and purchased a double-decker, and it was shipped into New Brunswick, Georgia, and it took two days to arrive as the max speed of a double-decker bus is approximately 35 miles per hour. The first bus purchase was A158FPG. It was first registered in Scotland in May of 1984 and was originally cream-colored. It was a tourist bus used by Lothian Regional Transport. It was decommissioned there in 2009. It has been solid cream-colored and had a lime green stripe and later a forest green stripe. It, it has been run in Scotland by Majestic Tour, Edinburgh Tours, and Mac Tours before being decommissioned and exported to the United States to its current home in Columbus, Mississippi. The bus arrived, painted red, and the Visit Columbus logo applied. It was serviced by Waters Truck and Tractor and made ready for use. It entered service in Columbus in Christmas parades. After Christmas tours of Columbus, pilgrimage, weddings, and other events like the Tennessee Williams tribute events. The double-decker tour bus was used in spring of 2010, not only to shuttle tourists around in pilgrimage, but also was used three times to rescue tourists on other buses that had either broken down during the tour or got stuck in the good old springtime-generated Mississippi mud. Thanks to Waters Truck and Tractors, own Robert Meadey, the top-heavy bus got everyone safely to their destination and back. Of course, this was also when Columbus still hosted conventions and conferences like the State's Bed and Breakfast Association annual meeting, the Mississippi Exchange Club District Convention, and various other events and conferences. The bus, purchased by the CVB, was left in the hands of the Columbus Cultural Heritage Foundation. Groups rented the bus, including the W, for incoming freshman orientation events. But the, but the bus began to have mechanical issues that are still mysteriously ill-defined and untended or reviewed by any certified diesel mechanics. In 2014, the CVB's director, Nancy Luke Carpenter, began to hint strongly at the need for a new double-decker bus. She began soliciting quotes, and they rolled in between $30,000 and $70,000 per a, seven, a September 18, 2014 dispatch article. Carpenter wanted a new bus, never determining if money might be better spent properly repairing the existing bus, nor did she look at the income off of the bus that had been generated in prior years. Double-decker parts are readily available, and they are hardy vehicles if properly tended. Many from the early 1960s are still on the road all over England, Scotland, and Ireland, as well as other places. The engines have a magnificent lifespan, three times the hundred or so thousand miles that are on the 1984 model the CVB owns. The CVB board 
liked the idea of the bus, but failed to include any maintenance, routine or otherwise, in the budget for its care. <clears throat> Yet, they were all eager at that time for Carpenter begin shopping for new-to-them bus. But remember, let, let's not forget that the CVB board and the foundation board at this time were still one and the same. So we can use them interchangeably when we speak about the lifespan of who was responsible for this bus. New, mean, <clears throat> new bus to the CVB and the foundation meant a bus that would be 25 years or older in order to get around emission standards and tax levies for import. Some brief mention was made about selling the 1984 bus in that 2014 meeting to offset cost of a newer bus. Nothing more is mentioned about the bus until 2018, when in July, when economic woes struck the CVB due to the revocation of the 2% restaurant tax <clears throat> and the slashing of the CVB, and by default, the foundation budget. One of the first costs cut that year was the bus. The bus was parked at the city lot and appears to have been mostly forgotten since, with the exception of a pre-COVID outing in April of 2019, when the MUW basketball team paraded through town on the bus to celebrate winning a Women's National Basketball Championship. It appears since that celebratory parade, the bus has been left sitting exposed to the elements, dry rotting and being vandalized at the city yard across from the county jail. Then came 2023. A new bus manufactured in Scotland in 1995 and used in County Galway in Ireland was ordered. <clears throat> it was last used in Northern Ireland in 2020. It is the 95-G-16841 Volvo Olympian model. 9600 cc diesel first registered in november 1995 is only 11 years newer than the currently derelict bus the cvb already owns <clears throat> this lovely pile of metal was purchased painted and shipped for the tidy sum of about forty-eight thousand dollars. it had previously been a closed top but was de-roofed in in 2007 to become a tour bus in Ireland, it was painted a lovely deep blue and sent to Galway City Sightseeing Tour Bus Company, the Galway Bus Limited, in 2014. There remained in service until, <clears throat> excuse me, 2020. It was purchased in early 2023 by the CVB after a split board decision to purchase it and painted and logo applied before its arrival here in late spring, I think, where it has sat next to its older brother under an open bay at the city yard, creating a lovely nesting site for birds and vagrants, and used recently for a wedding party on its inaugural run. No advertising that it's here, available for hire, much less plans for its future use by the CVB. Heck, there isn't even any budget line for no more normal care and maintenance of the bus. These buses do require basic maintenance, oil changes, filters, gaskets, coolant, and of course fuel is not free nor cheap for a 30-year-old bus. Where's the planning for it all? Is the bus even insured? Does it require any additional insurance for use as a, a tour bus with an open top? I have so many questions. Do they plan to sell the old bus with or without repairs? What, what actually needs repairing? 
the gasket seals in the outer in the uh, entry doorway are dry rotted and big chunks are missing. And one of the long window panels is shattered. It looks like someone broke it trying to gain entrance. What will that cost to repair? Could the sale of that bus offset some of the costs of purchasing the new bus? Has the old bus remained on the CVB's insurance plan? Why or why not? Those tires are pretty low on the old bus. Are they in need of replacement before selling or just need a fresh batch of air shoved in them? How long will the city let the old bus sit and continue to rut and <laughs> rot and rust unprotected from the elements before they claim it as abandoned and derelict, as derelict and neglected as the Muscle White and Elks Club buildings that the CVB also owns? What plan does the CVB have to get the new bus moving and in service? It might help if the director brought tourists to town who might be inclined to ride that bus. Or is this just another case of Babs the Bamboozler wasting more taxpayers' dollars? Why do we buy buses that have been sold and resold in the UK and possibly have a very neglected service history? I think we all know that this new bus will go the way of the old bus. Maybe Nancy Carpenter is trying to put Columbus, Mississippi on the tourist map as the place where old double-decker buses go to die. <laughs>